Welcome to New Covenant Church. You are listening to this week's message with Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. Good morning, church. We are so thankful that you're joining us this morning on live, live on Facebook. We're so glad that you've joined us. My name is Chris Valdez, and I'm the senior pastor here at New Covenant Church. Before we get started into the message this morning, I just have two things that I want to share with you regarding... uh, again as a congregation next Sunday. The first is that not only will we start meeting in person again next week, we're going to start with new service times. This is the change that the elders and I have been praying about and planning for some time. By moving the early service just a little later, it will help us to more evenly distribute our congregation between the two services. The first service will start at 9 a.m., And the second service will start at 10.30 a.m. going forward. Both services will be identical. Services will be available uh, still online as always. We would like to encourage you to consider attending the 9 a.m. service to help us more evenly divide our capacity between the two services, especially while we are in this time of needing to have some physical distance between each other. The second item is that I want to give you an idea of what to expect when you come uh, next Sunday to the congregational service. Please read the letter that we sent out via email and Facebook last week. We'll also send out another notice this Sunday or this week, uh, and please take a look at that as well. But I have a couple things that I would like to cover uh, this morning. We've removed all the tables, chairs, and seating area in the foyer, so don't be surprised by that when you come in. And the purpose of this is to have less surfaces to touch and to help remind us not to gather in groups. You should be able to enter, be directed to your seat, participate in the service, and be dismissed without the need to touch any surfaces. Uh, bathrooms, of course, will still be open and accessible at any time during either service. We will not be providing coffee or donuts at this time. We will also not have nursery or child care for now. We will communicate any changes in any of these areas in advance. We will also not be providing bulletins, children bulletins, or crayons. Uh, you may bring those uh, from home to help keep your children entertained during the service, but we do ask that everything that you bring, bring in that you take out, and we will give you a reminder of that at the end of the service before we dismiss. Following the state of Texas and CDC guidelines, we've removed every other row and will be asking that every household separate themselves by two chairs. We will have ushers to seat you, and we ask that you please stay seated where they take you, as our goal is twofold, and I'll explain that. First, to keep physical distancing in place, and second, to make sure that we allow as many as who would like to attend the opportunity. If we distance more than the recommended guidelines, we will further limit our seating capacity. We also are asking that no one shake hands or have any other form of physical contact with anyone outside of your household. We know some of you may be ready for physical contact and may not have any issue with that, but we want to make sure that all of us show care and respect for those around us and not make anyone feel uncomfortable or put them in the position of having to ask you uh, to stay away. If we all do our part, that will not be an issue. Depending on the flow of arrival, 
you may be asked to wait in the foyer before you're seated. Uh, and that shouldn't be an issue as with all the furniture and things removed. There's plenty of room to, to wait out there and stay at a distance from other families. And there will be someone available in the foyer to help you with that. You are welcome to wear a face mask if you would like, but it will not be required. Also, if you or anyone in your household is not feeling 100% well, we ask that you please stay home and continue to worship with your family uh, online through our live services. If you have an underlying health issue or are in a high-risk category, it is okay for you to continue to join us from home. It's not our desire to put you or anyone else's health at risk during this time. When we do seat you in the sanctuary, we will seat from front to back, and then we will dismiss uh, row by row from back to front. We ask that you not congregate in the foyer and exit outside so that we are able to dismiss as quickly as possible. If you're uh, coming to the second service, we ask we will ask that you wait in your car until you see that the first service has dismissed, and then you may start entering and be seated. We will also have an overflow room available if it's needed in the fellowship hall, and we just want you to be aware of that in case that the sanctuary does reach capacity. If you were coming to the early service and that were to happen, you would have the choice of waiting till the second service. Uh, if it happens in the second service, you would either be able to worship in the overflow room or you could choose to go home and participate from the services online. We are so looking forward to gathering again and worshiping our Lord and Savior physically together again next Sunday. At, and remember, at 9 and 10.30 a.m., and that will be in the notice as well this week, we'll remind you of the new times again and again. Uh, now that we've taken care of the housekeeping items, uh, let's get into the Word. If you have your Bible, please turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1. This has been the central scripture throughout this series that we have been on, which has been a faith for living. So far, we've looked how our faith can affect our everyday life and how it certainly affects our witness and testimony to others. We've looked at how we can have an attitude of praise in any circumstance, be at peace in prayer in any circumstance, and constantly have an attitude of thanksgiving toward our Heavenly Father, regardless of the conditions around us. We could continue this series with many, many messages on the characteristics of the redeemed and resurrected life that we now live in and through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. But rather than that, as this series comes to a close this morning, we're going to answer some how questions that may have come up during this series. How is this possible? How can we have hope in times like these? How can we have faith in times like these? And the answer is simple. Through our faith and hope. But it's not a future faith and hope. We have a faith and hope that is for today. The days that we find ourselves living in right now. Here and now. The life that Jesus Christ redeemed and resurrected. The abundant life that he promised us and came to give us. And this morning we're going to see how this hope of ours is literally our inheritance. Not only is it our inheritance, it's imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Read along with me in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3-9. through 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Before I go on, I'd encourage you to mark this scripture, mark that verse, read over it again and again, meditate on it, pray on it, look at each individual word, and look how much truth, how much hope, how much food there is for our souls in this verse. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope. It's a living hope for today, not for the future, not when we die, but for today through the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ from the dead. And this is going to be our focus this morning to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith. And I want you to notice that verse two. This is being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice. In this we rejoice today. Though now for a little while, if necessary, we have been grieved by various trials. Verse 7, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, Our faith is more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, that it may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith the salvation of our souls. We rejoice today, here and now, with inexpressible joy because of our faith and hope in Jesus Christ. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through Him to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. I want us to take a closer look at these four words You'll see the descriptions up on your screen. It says, inheritance is given to one as a possession. The word imperishable means uncorruptible. Incorruptible, it does not decay. Undefiled, not defiled, unsoiled, free from a deformed or debased nature. Its force and vigor are unimpaired, not hindered, and finally unfading. Not fading away. Perpetual. Look at these words used to describe our inheritance in Jesus Christ. None of these words can be used to describe an earthly inheritance. Not one single one of these words can be applied to anything that's physical on this world. Everything that we see is perishable. Everything that we see will be defiled. Everything that we see will fade away. But God, through his great, rich mercy and love for us and his grace, has promised us an inheritance in and through Jesus Christ that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. We can have hope in that. We can rejoice in that. Not in the future, but today. In any circumstance, in any trial, in anything that we face, we have that hope today because we've been born again to a living hope that inheritance that's imperishable undefiled and unfading and nothing nothing can take it away it's eternal 
We're going to take a closer look at this inheritance. I think it's important that we grasp and that we have an understanding in Christ Jesus what this means. This morning, my prayer is that we will fan the embers of our faith and hope into a flame with the Word of God. Take a look with me at Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. It'll be on your screen at home. Starting in verse 12, So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to the death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Verse 15, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Heirs are heirs to the inheritance, the inheritance of our Heavenly Father. We clearly see here that the reason that we have an inheritance through Christ Jesus is because we have been adopted as sons and daughters who cry, Abba, Father. We are children of God, and if children, then rightful heirs to our imperishable, undefiled, unfading inheritance. Now look at me at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14 with me, and then we'll jump to verse 18. It says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, speaking of Jesus Christ, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. And Paul goes on to say that he continues to remember them in his prayers, so that, verse 18, you may know What is the hope to which he has called you? What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? Look at those words. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. We can give God praise, be at peace, and give him thanks, knowing that our inheritance is secure, sealed, and guaranteed by the Holy Spirit himself. Can you imagine anything else more secure 1 Peter 1.5, we just read that a moment, moment ago, told us that our inheritance is being guarded by the power of God. And now we just read that the Holy Spirit himself is the guarantee of our inheritance, that he has sealed us and is our guarantee that we fully will acquire and possess it. What more could we ask for? It is better than anything we could ever receive on earth. Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit dwell within us today if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That transformation took us from death to life, from a rejected life to a redeemed life, to an abundant life that Jesus Christ promised that we could live in today so that in every circumstance, Regardless of our lot in life, we can come before our Heavenly Father and give Him praise. 
We can have peace in every circumstance through prayer. We can be thankful in every circumstance, in every situation. And we can give God all glory, all praise, and all honor. Because of His infinite goodness. Because of His infinite mercy and his compassion and his love and his grace and 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 the bible goes on and on and on for the reasons that we have to glorify him to have hope for our faith today this is why we will be able to sing his praise and give him glory forever and ever and ever this morning i want to close with a passage where jesus answered a question regarding an earthly inheritance It's found in Luke chapter 12, verse 13 through 33. And we're not going to read the entire thing, but I would ask you, uh, you, you would be, uh, well served to read the entire story and the entire parable at home this week. But we're going to look at just a couple verses this morning, starting in verse 13. It says, someone in the crowd said to him, and he's talking to Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And we're going to go on to see the rest of Jesus's response. But I love his response to this man who who had this plea for an earthly inheritance. He said, tell my brother to give me half of what he's received from our father. And Jesus is saying, don't worry about what you've got here. It's really not that important. And he goes on to say that our lives don't consist of what we possess. This is a very uh, well-known parable. He talks about a rich man. He was so wealthy that he filled all of the barns that he had with his grain and his possessions to the point that his overflowing wealth had nowhere to be stored. And so his answer was to tear down all those barns and to build bigger ones. And he said, when I'm done and when I fill it with all my possessions, I will eat and drink and be merry. He was going to retire. And this is what Jesus tells them in verse 20, when he got all that done, when he'd filled it with all of his earthly possessions, God said to him, you fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. That's the end of our earthly inheritance. Jesus was telling this young man who is saying, hey, make my brother give me half his stuff. Jesus was saying, look, all that's going to go away. That's the end of our earthly inheritance. Let me ask you a question. Does that sound imperishable? Did that inheritance that that man filled his barns with, was it imperishable? Was it undefiled? Was it unfading? No, he lost it all. The moment he died, he lost everything that he'd spent his entire life amassing because none of it could go with him. And Jesus said, rather spend your life seeking the things of the kingdom. And he goes on to tell the story and again, a very well-known words that Jesus shared about us not being anxious 
about anything, about us not worrying about this life on earth. About And he says, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. And he says, your heavenly Father takes care of the birds and the flowers. How much more is he going to take care of you and of us? And Jesus' final words, and we'll read these and they'll be up on your screen, start in verse 29. He says, And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things. We're in a time right now where it's very evident that all the nations of the world, including ours, are seeking after these things. Are we going to have enough food? Are we going to have clothes to wear? Are we going to have enough toilet paper? (laughs) We're seeking after everything that this world has to offer and trying to hold on to it and making sure we don't run out. And Jesus says, your father knows that you need them, but instead seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the inheritance. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the inheritance. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to bring us into the inheritance. He sent the Holy Spirit to seal and guarantee the inheritance. It says the Father by His own power will guard our inheritance. Nothing can take it away. It's imperishable. It's unfading. It will never go away. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags and do not, that do not grow old with a treasure in heaven. Provide yourselves, I'm sorry, with money bags that do not grow old and with treasures in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our treasure, our heart, is supposed to be with our inheritance, with what's unfading, with what's imperishable. We are children of God and heirs to an imperishable, undefiled, unfading inheritance, guarded by the power of God, sealed by the Holy Spirit, and it's our Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. We have Jesus Christ in us. The Word promises us that the Holy Spirit dwells within us. Let's give God thanks today. Let's give God praise today. Let's not worry or be anxious about anything today because we have a Father in heaven who knows everything that we need. And it's His good pleasure to make sure that we're taken care of. But not with things of this earth. With a treasure, with an inheritance that's imperishable, undefiled and unfading, stored in heaven that will never go away for all eternity. Let's give the world a testimony. Let's give them a witness of what hope looks like, of what faith looks like, 
of this hope and this faith that we have within us that springs out of a Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ who lives within us by giving praise in all circumstances, by being at peace in all circumstances, and giving God thanks no matter what may be going on around, no matter what this world looks like, no matter what it throws at us, we can have this hope because we have a faith for living and a hope for living living, and a today. And our inheritance is secure that nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing can touch it. No moth or no thief can touch our inheritance. No one can take it away because it was acquired for us by Jesus Christ, the resurrected living Son of God who saved us and redeemed us and dwells within us. And it's sealed by the Holy Spirit, the guarantee of our inheritance and guarded by the power of God. What could be more secure? What could give us more hope? What could fan the embers of faith within our heart more? We can live this life today. We can have this hope today. It's a hope for today. And it'll be an inheritance for all eternity. Will you bow your heads with me as we praise, close in prayer this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, I want to come to you right now. Lord, we give you all glory, all honor. All praise, no one, no thing other than you deserve all of those things or any of those things. Only you, only you are worthy, Lord. Only you are worthy. Thank you, thank you for sending your son to redeem us, to resurrect us. Thank you for sending him now to live within us and your Holy Spirit to seal us and to to guard our inheritance. And thank you for using your power to keep us and to hold us, Lord. Thank you that you have made us adopted sons and daughters, heirs through Christ Jesus to an inheritance that is undefiled, unfading, and imperishable. Lord, it will last forever. You hold us in your hand and nothing can take us out of it. We give you praise and glory this morning. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message.